Do you think you'll get any kind of a Christmas bonus this year from the boss? How do you feel about the Jelly of the Month Club? (laughs) Actually, we have really good news for you. The year-end bonus is alive and well, according to a new survey that revealed 96% of professional services companies plan to give a year-end bonus. That's up from only 57% last year. Bonuses typically average 1% to 10% of your annual pay. Wow. Man, you know, there are some people I know, they get a Christmas bonus every year, and it's like big money. Like you were saying, like 10% of their annual pay or whatever. I've never worked anywhere that's been. Have you ever worked anywhere that gives a big Christmas bonus? Uh, I got a... Yeah, it was big based on what I was doing at the time. And mm-hmm. I had to leave it on the table when I took my first full-time job in radio. Oh, They said the bonuses are going to be late this year. And so, <laughs> yeah, did not. Can you should have done the math. I mean, like, did I say two weeks notice? I meant, I meant a month. <laughs> I meant as soon as the bonus comes right. out, as soon as I'm out the door. Clears. <laughs> Do you have some animals in the periphery of your life? Like, they're almost like your adopted pets. We're going to talk about that next. Do you have any animals in the periphery of your life? They're almost kind of like your adoptive pets. That has happened with um, my sister and her family. They have three cats. And when you go to their house, they come running to the door like they're a dog to greet you. All three of them. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. Huh. And they have this orange cat named Sunny. And the other day he was sleeping next to the fireplace and there's mm-hmm. a little sat Santa next to him. And I couldn't help but videotape him because he was so sweet, so cozy. Hmm. And I started talking to him mm-hmm. and I started going, Sonny, are you laying by the fire and being with Santa Claus? And his <laughs> tail starts curling around. He stayed Aww. sound asleep, but his tail was like, oh, somebody's sweet talking me. <laughs> it's just fun for someone like me who's never had a cat yeah. and doesn't know cats mm-hmm. to get to know these cute little things and quirks about their personalities. So sometimes when you, you see a year come up, you're like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And then you do the math and you realize like 1993 was 30 years ago. <laughs> it feels like yesterday, doesn't it? Wait till you hear what one student asked their teacher about a source that they were citing from 1993. We'll talk about it next. I don't want to make anybody feel old, but anytime you see something like this, like 1993 was 30 years ago, it does make you feel older or we're closer to... I don't know. People in 1993 were closer to World War II than we are to the launch of MTV or something like that. I I hate those things. They always make you feel old. But listen to this. A a teacher got this email from one of their delightful students. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving break. I was wondering, would it be acceptable to use sources from the late 1900s for our final paper? I found an (laughs) interesting source from 1994 is there a cutoff date? Thanks. See you tomorrow. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a sincere email the from late someone. The 1900s. Now, but the, Legit question. The only to them, thing, that is a long time ago. The only thing better than that innocent and hurtful <laughs> email from the, from the student was some of the responses on social media to it. I'll share those with you next. Okay, so... So this uh, teacher got an innocent email from a student saying, can I cite a source from the olden days, you know, the 1900s, 1994. Is that okay? It's awesome. <laughs> so the teacher posted it online with a student sent and the responses are fabulous. Ah, yes, the 1900s when we only had dial up. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, another one. I vividly remember carving my law review articles into the cave walls back in law school in the 1990s. <laughs> ah, yes, 1994, such a distant time period. Glad some of the scrolls and tablets have survived. <laughs> and, then, and then my personal favorite, ah, the 1990s, back when dinosaurs and DVD players roamed the earth. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, uh, I love that so much. Time marches on. It does. Stops for no one. Are there any simple, boring activities in your life that other people dislike, but you actually enjoy doing? How about you, Kev? Um trying to think like uh yeah i don't mind like uh, i don't know raking the leaves not bad yeah really okay (laughs) not me not so much they asked people the same question in a recent survey and a sign that you're a real adult is when you start enjoying the mundane things you thought you'd never like for example 77 percent of people find cleaning to be therapeutic Mm -mm. the most satisfying (laughs) spot to clean is the living room followed by the kitchen other boring tasks people enjoy yard work laundry vacuuming and 65 percent of people don't mind grocery shopping that is not my thing oh, i don't mind that at you all. you know what i don't mind, don't at, mind all. at all Ugh, i do not like grocery shopping. i don't like forgetting something on the list and having to go back that's frustrating but the actual going it's, it's quite enjoyable I you, like it. you know what i don't mind at all is cleaning the kitchen it's so satisfying when it's done i don't like you're that. like everything's put away every dish is dried dishwashers mm. running it's like ah feels so good doing the dishes worst household job ever oh we should talk about this give us a call if there's something you particularly like or something you particularly dislike when it comes to just household chores or yard chores or the stuff of everyday living give us a call we're talking about chores that you really don't mind stuff that other people are like oh my gosh like taylor you said you like cleaning the kitchen yeah i don't mind it just gives me such a feeling of satisfaction afterwards. i i hate cleaning the kitchen well what about you are there any tasks that you're just like eh, i don't mind that that much everybody else seems to like not like it but you're cool with it Hey, Beth, it's Kevin and Taylor. So we're talking about jobs and tasks around the house that you really don't like doing. And for you, it's not, you don't mind doing them. You just like a little help. So what's going on in your house? My husband, and he just, he gets out for work and he comes home, sits on his recliner and plays his Xbox. So that leaves me doing everything. Oh, that now that would really get to me. Yes. You know what you should do for Christmas? Get him the game he's always wanted and then say you can have it when you start doing the dishes. You can get him the hop too with just holding a game ransom or hide his. I don't. Know, I don't have an Xbox, but hide the controller. Hide the controller. Yeah, you get it back when you start doing. You're doing the laundry. That's <laughs> what my son. That's what my son told me. He said, "Mama." You need to hide it. You need me to come down there and take control of it. I will. See, there you go. This is confirmation. I think that's the Lord telling you. <laughs> hide that Amen controller. On that one. So I, I don't think I could get away with that. Come home and sit in the recliner for, for one very simple reason. We don't have a recliner. I sit on the couch. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you fall asleep on the couch all the time, at least according to the stories you tell on the radio. Well, I would never let me get away with that. We don't have a recliner. <laughs> but, um, um, stepped into dad joke. Do you like to get your Christmas presents early? Or you're like, no, no, I don't want to open anything until the 24th or the 25th. Let's talk about that next. 
Tis the season. Somebody might hand you a gift. And are you the type of person that is like, thank you so much. I can't wait to open this at yes. Christmas. Yes, I am. I want to get them and I want to give them right away. Oh, I just totally. said, it's funny you said yes. And I said, oh, thank you. I'm going to save this for Christmas. And you went, yes. And I'm like, that's not you. You no, like to no. open them immediately. I want to open them. And I also, if I get something for somebody, I want to give it to them right away. So what I have to ask for you then is someone gave you a hat. And you opened it already. I did? Yeah, you posted it on social media. Oh, that was an early Christmas present to myself. I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! I was like, he called it a Christmas present on yeah, social media. I was. guarantee I he bought that for himself. And this is the problem with people it's like Christmas. you. It's my Christmas hat. In the month of December, <laughs> you should not be buying things for yourself. You should be giving the idea to the ones you love. You should tell your wife, Tracy, hey, I really like this hat. But, but, Can but, I add it to my wish list? But what if they don't get it for me and then I miss the great sale? Ugh. What I just then? I feel for the f- people in your life that are trying to get you something. This, huh. That should be a, just the rule of December. You do not buy yourself anything all month. By the way, my my brother in law Ted, mm-hmm. he is a do not touch it until Christmas morning no. person. He if you hand him a gift, he'll go thank you very much, but I am not opening it. I'm saving it for Christmas morning. Why are you being all grinchy about me though? What, I just what, think it's hilarious you? that you posted what did I ever it. Do to you? I just think it's so funny that you posted it um, early Christmas gift. You didn't. You never revealed that it was to yourself. So that's why I was gonna be like, "Ooh, who gave it to you?" Let's see. From Kev (laughs) to Kev. I wonder what it is. It's a delightful Christmas act. We should call your wife and see if this annoys her as much as I think it does. Oh, and she's looking Buy your stuff, the whole stuff. You've got new vests, new hats. Like, there's a cavalcade of Kev Christmas self-gifts that have been arriving. I don't see the problem. (laughs) Okay, okay. In fair, I got her a gift that I insisted that she open last night. I'll tell you about that next. Taylor's playing the role of the Grinch. I'm playing the role of Buddy the Elf. (laughs) Because Taylor's all like, meh. You're opening presents before Christmas. It was all in good teasing fun. That's just wrong. You can tell somebody's hurt. can tell I'm hurt. I was just teasing. I am hurt. Because I do totally teasing. I'm a joyful gift giver, even if the recipient is myself. What's wrong with that? <laughs> when God said, God, <laughs> He loves a joyful he giver. He loves a cheerful Never giver. He didn't mean to yourself. Didn't clarify. <laughs> recipient. But anyhow, uh, I, I not only like to, I like to open presents if once, once I'm aware of it, it will drive me nuts. Like, don't put it under the tree. Don't wrap it and go, don't open till Christmas. Ooh, I'm going to do that with yours. Drives me crazy. I'm going to bring it here to the radio station all wrapped up. So something arrived, a gift I got for my wife, and I very specifically had her open it early because I thought, oh, this is something she would be like, wow, I could have used that in preparation. Um, She loves to cook. So I waited till a half price sale, but I got her some really nice pots and pans, hex clad pots and pans. If you ever watched like uh, Hell's Kitchen? It's the pans they use. Got her those, and they also had a, a pepper grinder. So I got her that, I think, last year, two years ago for Christmas. Pepper grinder will change your life. I mean, it's like crazy nice pepper grinder. Well, they have a salt salt grinder, too. So I was like, oh, I'll get that. She'll have the complete set. Everything will be done. So I got it. And it arrived yesterday, and I said, okay, close your eyes and hold out your hands because it's a very weighty 
salt grinder. And she, I put it in her hands. I said, what is it? And she knew right away. She went, it's the Hex Glide salt grinder, isn't it? She was so happy. Aww, like, that's oh, my awesome. gosh. I'm so going to use this. Get ready for Christmas. So, well done, you. So there you go. Was that, is that an appropriate early, early gift opening there? Oh, yeah. I, I have no problem with it. I'm just telling you there's people like my brother-in-law who will not. Like, if you had put that, if you said, close your eyes and open your hands, Ted. Yeah. He would have said, nope, put it under the tree for Christmas morning. Okay, so you would have just had to hand it to him open. Yeah, I guess so. I've been like, there you go. And then he would have been sad. <laughs> sad to get a hex clad salt grinder? No, just I don't sad think so. that he couldn't wait. For, he had he likes to have it to look forward to. He's the same way with his birthday. Yeah. He won't open it till on his birthday. No. If it's there, I won't, I'll take it now. Thank you. <laughs> and don't forget Christmas. <laughs> That's the problem. Nobody remembers all the early gifts. Okay, so I'm a little sad. Next year is going to be the end of an era. Mark Cuban said it will be his last season on Shark Tank. And I love watching him on Shark Tank because he brings a very measured, reasoned, non-emotional dose of reality to a lot of people's situations. Hmm. And he doesn't, like if someone's coming on and they're selling snake oil, he totally calls them out on it. But anyhow, I think he's just so much a part of the fabric and the texture of that show. But he says, you know, I've spent the last like 15 years helping entrepreneurs take that next step. And not only that, it's encouraged other people to take the first step to be an entrepreneur. So he feels like it's job well done and it's time to let someone else take his seat. For those of us who don't watch the show, do you think the show will fall apart without him? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. The show is bigger than any personality, but he's just the one that I, I really appreciated the most. Are you feeling stressed about everything you've got to get done before December 25th? Coming up, hopefully this will help. Are you feeling kind of stressed about everything you have to get done before December 25th? Yeah, I'm good. It's understandable. (laughs) Our to-do lists grow by three sizes this time of year. Hopefully this will help, according to experts. Of course, first and foremost, remember Jesus is the reason for the season. It's important to take time to reflect and focus on that. Second, try focusing on others. If you're stressed about baking, for example, give it more purpose by sharing some goodies with your elderly neighbors Finally, try to de-emphasize money and gifts and instead make spending time with others a priority. Be realistic and upfront that you can't be everything to everyone. Hmm. Well, you know what you should do? We should share some ideas on how do you keep Christ the center of Christmas, like with your kids and with yourself. How do you how do you pull that off every year? It's hard, especially when the kids are little. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call. How do you and your family help keep Christ in Christmas? We're talking about how do you keep uh, the focus of the reason for the season? How do you keep Jesus in your heart, in your family, in your home? You know, as you go through all the crazy busyness of, oh, we've got the the school play and we've got this thing at church and we've got to bake and, oh my gosh, we still don't have the tree up. That's us. So with all the craziness and you've got your own version of it going on, how do you keep the focus on Jesus? And there are I was thinking about it, you know, Advent is what we call this time of the year, the time of preparation for the birth of Jesus. And what what is Advent about? And I heard a sermon on it and it said Advent is basically it's it's not only the celebration of, you know, the coming of Jesus as a baby, but the coming of him the second time that he's coming back and that yeah. it's a, a time of preparation for that. And the sermon highlighted the fact that there's this tension we live in of who we are and who we would like or we should be. 
as followers of Jesus and that there's always going to be this gap as long as we're here on earth. Yeah. But Advent is a time where we should joyfully embrace that, knowing that one day that gap's gone. One day it's forever gone, that we're forever with Jesus and God in heaven, and that this is kind of a celebration of the anticipation of that day. Mm. So it's a really great time for reflection of who you are, who you'd like to be. Knowing that as long as we're on this earth, that gap's always going to be there. Yeah. Right? It's you always- remind me of that that Johnny Erickson Tata quote. She was paralyzed as a teenager when she dove into a lake. And everyone's always saying, oh, you must be so excited at, uh, for heaven when you have a full body and you can walk and you're done with that wheelchair. And she said, actually, I'm more excited about being free of sin and free of jealousy and free of envy. And I was like, mm. oh, that puts it so well. It was so profound when I heard that. So I hope that that encourages you a little bit. Maybe you are wrapped up in the the whole, you know, the hubbub that goes along with the Christmas season. But what do you do in your family to make it make Advent this time of preparation for Christmas to make it, you know, holy and to to look at Jesus and that baby in a manger and that's what it's all about even with all the craziness going on around it. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Rebecca, we're talking about ways that you and your family keep Jesus as the reason for the season at Christmas time. What do you guys do? Yeah, so we have a four-year-old, and she is all about the presents right now. And we're like, hey, listen, we've got to be more focused on Jesus this season. And um, so we've been showing her the movie The Star, um, Mm. and it really depicts that. And she loves it. And every morning she's like, before school, she's like, Mommy, I want to watch Jesus. And I'm like, we got to go to school. And then after school, um, and so the movie The Star has been like her favorite thing. This oh, season. what a great tip for so many other parents that have mm. littles in the family. That's awesome, you, Rebecca. You know what, what else? I have a little suggestion for you guys. You know what an Advent wreath is? Yes. Yeah, where you have the four candles. If you get one of those and have it in your home, um, you can make one or you can buy one and light that candle before dinner every night. And there's tons of you can just Google online Advent wreath daily devotions and find one. I'm sure they have them appropriate for four year olds. I mean, she could have fun like you could help her light the wreath every night. I, I bet she would really get into that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love that. This is your guaranteed between a good mood story of the day. How far would you go to adopt a a dog? This guy in Austin, Texas named Joe recently lost his dog, Fred, after 13 years and decided it was time to adopt again. Uh, He went way and above for a dog that no one else wanted. Her name is Alva. She has something called wobbler syndrome that makes it hard to walk. Mm. And because of it, she was really defensive and didn't like people. But Joe won her over. Guess what he did? He visited her every day for two months. She eventually started to trust him and he took her in. And it just took time. She has won me over in in, in ways that I wasn't ready for. I didn't expect. I'm so glad they happened. She's quickly become best friends with another dog he has named Max. So now Max, Alva, and Joe are living happily ever after. It's a a pack that was meant to be. Yeah, that's so sweet. That is. I love that story. So my wife and I, we've been married a long time, and people will ask me, like, you know, what's the secret? How do you stay happy and thriving and married that long? And I think it's, it's a lot of it's about give and take. A lot of it's about compromise, having good negotiating skills. And I'll tell you what my wife and I have negotiated that's made us both pretty happy. We'll talk about it next. 
my wife and I, we've been married a long time. And people, when they hear how long you've been married, they'll be like, so what's the secret? How do you how do you stay happy? I say it's a lot of it's compromise. A lot of it's give and take. And we have found this to be true right now with uh, the TV shows we're watching. Um, a lot of people hooked on the crown, right? The story of the, the royal family, the British royal family. Mm-hmm. And she's no exception. And they just released the final. This is the final season. It's coming up into the the modern time. So we just finished up like the Diana portion, and the, I think the next one comes out in maybe a week or so, maybe two weeks. Can't remember. Anyhow, I'm not as into the crowd. I was the earlier episodes, but the earlier episodes seem more historical. Now it seems kind of like you're. I don't know. You're reading Star Magazine or something. Yeah, which you're is familiar a problem because you guys like to watch everything together, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We usually watch shows together, so we've made a compromise. For every episode of The Crown, I get an episode of Peaky Blinders, which is this like it's a mobster show. Don't I don't it it is not for the kids and oh. and it's very much a guy show. Uh, although I have run into a lot of a lot of women who are like, "Oh my gosh, I love that story." But anyhow, it's I read about it and the creator the the guy who created it said, "We wanted to create Downton Abbey for men." And that's kind Whoa, of Whoa, <laughs> that's funny. It's so just, do you fall asleep during The Crown and she falls asleep during your mob show? No, but I do find that I play on my phone during The Crown. I go and get a snack during The Crown and she'll go, you want me to hit pause? No, 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 I can hear it. I'm good. <laughs> but she does the same thing with Peaky Blinders and she falls asleep because their British accents are so thick. It's hard to, I mean, we put the subtitles on. Yeah. Because I've had to do that for British shows before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so if you're looking for what, what's one of the secrets to a lasting relationship, it's deal making, finding a compromise like that. For every crown, I get one of my shows. Now, those people in your life that no matter what's going on, what's happening, you can make your own fun. Hmm. We're going to talk about that next. You know, those people in your life that no matter what's going on, you could just create your own fun together. I give that compliment to my little sister, Rhoda, all the time. She's yeah. one of the twins, and we're lucky enough to live nine minutes from each other. So we, we spend a lot more time with each other than the other daughters. There's mm-hmm. five girls in our family. And the other night, we um we had this really fun outing planned. Sips her coffee. Sorry, I got like a little <clears throat> thing in my throat. So the other night we have this fun outing planned and we're going to go drop my mom off off at the airport. And since we're all the way at the airport, we're going to stop and have something to eat and then go to a sneak peek of a movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And so we like did all that. We had a really nice salad at this restaurant. It was delicious. And then we goofed around a little bit to kill some time before the movie. And then we go to the movie and they moved it to a whole different night, different week without telling us. And we're like, what? And you're just kind of like, oh. And I felt so bad like with my, I said, I'm sorry. And I checked my email like 500 times at the right date, right time, right venue. And so my sister and I decided to just walk around the shopping center for a little while. And we're like, oh, look, they have ice skating. And then we went and checked the price. And it was like, 20 something dollars a person and we weren't prepared like we didn't have the right clothes we were worried we were gonna get hurt we did we didn't have any like hats or mittens or anything Mm. and so we went along the side of the ice rink and we filmed each other pretending like we were ice skating (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've ever laughed so hard in my life we both way overact. it's like she's like her facial expressions are like See, I'm ice skating, like and my Olympic arms are going as if, like, yeah, it's so funny. I should have probably tried speeding it up a little bit to make it look more realistic, 
Anyway, we I just laughed. Oh, I said have, um, to her, I go, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. We can have fun doing anything together. You should have done a video and like jumped up in the air and spun around. They'd only uh-huh. do it from your knees up and be like, first time I ever nailed the triple axle. <laughs> <laughs> I made it into a reel. So if you wanted to see it, you can go to the Kevin and Taylor socials or Taylor Scott radio. It's so funny. So you're talking about ice skating. Uh, you and your sister pretending to go ice skating. It just came up in my Facebook memories. It was like four years ago, maybe five years ago. I took my daughter April for, we went for a weekend in New York City. Uh, oh, during the Christmas holiday, mm-hmm. and it was it was so much fun. I mean, we we did it all. We I mean, we ice skated at Rockefeller Center. We got great pictures of her in front of the iconic tree with the gold statue. And Love the, it. The ice rink. It was so cold that morning. Did we you went, feel like you were in a scene from a movie? Yeah, and you have to book a session. You can't just. I guess you could show up and hope to get on the ice, but most people they they book a session at, ahead of time. Um, so we did that, and I sprung for like this little extra thing where you could go in this. A uh, little like house that they have off to the side, and free hot chocolate and cookies, Ooh. and you know New York prices. That was only like you know a cup of hot chocolate and the cookie was like a hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it was so worth it. It's one of those memories that's iconic. I mean, I have this yeah. picture of April in front of that Rockefeller Center tree, like in the ta-da pose, and she was a figure skater. So ice skating there, something that I know I'll never forget. And I hope after I'm long gone, she'll. You know, maybe one year after I'm long gone, she'll be, hey, you know what? Granddad, he took me skating there one year. We did this yeah, whole weekend in awesome. New York at Christmas time. Believe it or not, I'll never forget me and my sister fake skating because it was so <laughs> funny. Oh, yeah. Same Haven't thing. laughed that hard. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs>